This is Nobody Told Me. The Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. With SuperValue Home Delivery. Get your lunchbox filler sorted with SuperValue Online Shopping. We're back. Hello. <laughs> it's been a while, Lauren. It's been a year. Yeah. Almost to the day. I'm down with that. I would do a season a year. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's been a busy year. Yeah. Brand new season of Nobody Told Me. Thank you, SuperValue. <laughs> We are here because of you. Amazing. It's Lauren and Serena, and we are thrilled to be back. Brand new season, brand new, I suppose, nobody told us stuff to talk about, and really happy to have you along with us. Yeah, we've learned a lot in that year, haven't we? Mm. More, hold on, we've learned is probably the wrong word. I was going to say we've, we've experienced a lot. We've been shocked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that nobody told us about. But before we get into that, how how's your time been? Good, good. I felt very balanced starting this week. I actually went away and I forgot about this when we caught up off air to talk about what we were going to talk about. I totally forgot about this. I went on an empowered mama retreat at the weekend. What? So my friend Emma is is a personal trainer and really, really brief synopsis when she had her little boy she felt very isolated going back to the gym and training alone so she rebranded her business Empowered Mama and she started doing like mums and babies classes and you could bring your kid to the gym with you she now like does what this is, out of a number of gyms what is that like that whole bringing your kid to the it's gym amazing if, really because does it work I think so because okay. I think if you just want to get out of the house and get a bit of a sweat and stretch and move and be around other mums. And also, like we've spoken about in previous episodes in the last season, your pelvic floor is, oh, I nearly cursed there, but I didn't. I'm going to be really good. Brand, brand, new season, new me. Your pelvic floor is in disarray. Yeah. Okay. So you need to check in and you need a really um, well-qualified postnatal coach to do that okay but does your kid cooperate this is what no, I'm thinking yeah no. okay but in the beginning like you're just happy to be there yeah you know but look there's there's two or three coaches there they go around this is the whole thing is that it's if you need to stop and feed if you need to just like walk around with your baby but the coaches are there to help as well and this is the whole idea is that just you're there and you, whatever you can do you do there's yeah. no like set amount of repetitions there's no set time it's very mama and baby led and it's amazing and she's got this incredible brand but she had this vision um, pre-COVID and fair play to her she pulled it off post-COVID lockdown that she wanted to start doing retreats So what happens on these retreats? So we went away. It was in Paris Court Springs. uh, Arrived there on Saturday at like 11. So we were in pods. So because obviously with with distancing and and restrictions. And we did a workout. So Emma also has an online, it's called Sweat With Em. Um, So we we did, so some of the women there weren't, hadn't been through the Empowered Mamas. They are maybe clients through Sweat With Em. So anyway, we did a workout. Then there was some yoga in the afternoon. If you wanted to have a treatment, you could have a treatment. It's on beautiful grounds. Paris Court Springs is out kind of the back end of Paris Court House, up near the waterfall. So you could go for a walk, just like get a coffee, get some lunch. It was really, really lovely. And then on... With kid or without kid? No, no, no. Just the mamas. Okay. Sorry, yes. Yeah. So the, the classes, Empowered Mamas classes, you can bring the babies or not. Like if okay. you have a window and you can go without them, you don't have to yeah. bring them. Um, but no, the retreat was just for the mamas. Um, and yeah, just, just spend some time with... Do you know what I really learned? And this is what I wanted to tell you about is we're all in the same boat. 
we're all going through the same thing. We just, everyone has the same struggles. Whatever age your kid is, we're all struggling the same. We're all there, you know, trying to keep our head above water, whether you're working, whether you're not, whether you're stay at home, whether your kids are in school, whether your kids are in crash or you're full time with your kids. We're all in the same boat. And it was lovely. And I was conscious not to spend the whole weekend with the other mamas, like giving out. And, you know, it was nice to yeah. to have the chats, but then it was nice to go and spend some alone time as well. So it was awesome. I definitely recommend an empowered retreat. What was the takeaway that you took from that about you? Checking in with yourself and reminding yourself that you are enough. Whatever's going on, that you're enough. Yeah. And I really felt... You know, what could have been quite an overwhelming week for me started off quite positively. Now, next week could be an absolute nightmare. But it is nice to just check in and go, do you know what? Everyone is facing the same struggles. The sun will come up tomorrow morning. Do what you can do. You are enough. Yeah, and I I think that's really important as well. You said, you know, that this week is really good. Next week, you don't know what it's going to be like. So I think it's sometimes it's literally a day at a time. Sometimes I find it's literally a minute at a time. I just need to get through this next minute, this next 10 minutes, this next block, whatever you can do to just get you through. Yeah. How's things been with you? Um, They're good. They've been a bit up and down. Um, You know, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was a struggle. Look, a positive, I've been trying to take positives from this time because... The world is a bit all over the place, as we know. And my husband did a lot of traveling and I also traveled a lot for my job. We've both been home and it's been great that we've been able to hang out with the kids and do stuff that we weren't able to do, like school drop-offs, school pickups and stuff. Um, But it also has been a struggle because we're both working from home and trying to juggle everything. I just, I cannot express how an I am of people who have been working from home full time and taking care of children full time. It's been a head wreck thank God for devices and I feel I still feel really bad when they're sat in front of them but then I talk to everybody else going all my kids got square eyes because you've just got to get through. And Absolutely. They're, and they're fine because yeah. when they're not on the devices we're doing stuff with them and stuff but yeah no it has been a struggle but there's been um, good times and there's stuff that I, I think we're going to take from this as well that you know, maybe we work doesn't always have to come first. It comes first a, a lot of times because at the end of the day, you need money to survive. But, you know, work has been quite flexible. And mm-hmm. we've learned that we can do school drop off and can do school pickup. Maybe not every day. Our childcare hasn't come back. So that has been a bit of a nightmare. Okay. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I'm okay. <laughs> We're here. Day. We're exactly. here. Well, the nobody told me uh, that we talked about coming back on, on, on this new season with and it's something that since we last recorded I've noticed now I did notice it when Rocky was a small baby but definitely as he's gotten older and I suppose I've changed and priorities have changed nobody told me how my relationships would change and I don't mean my relationship with my husband because look we all know that your relationship with your partner changes when a kid comes into the mix my relationships with other people in my life and nobody tells you about that because I don't know if it's something that everyone goes through but I feel like from talking to other mums and particularly at the Empowered Retreat at the weekend it is something that did come up is your friendships change your relationships with your siblings change your relationships with your parents change and It's definitely something that I wish I'd known maybe that I could have prepared emotionally for. And I suppose, how do you prepare emotionally for it? But some friendships have 
come back into my life and other friendships have moved out of my life. And look, I've always felt that as you get older, your friendships change anyway. But definitely having a small child, I've really gravitated towards other mothers. And I suppose what I wanted to talk about today is how nobody told me how much I would need those mothers in my life and how you've just got to let other relationships go a little bit because no one wants to be the person that says look you don't have kids you don't get it but that is something I have really found myself faced with in the last few months is you know what some people don't get it and that's okay I didn't get it either and I never thought I'd be the person to say that. Well, let's chat about that today. Nobody told us that our relationships would change. Did, was it something that you noticed early on? Um, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not really, um, because I think for me, I still... So my eldest is nine, turning ten in April, and I think I'm still in denial about being a mum. And that's not... That's something you mentioned in previous episodes. Why is that? I don't know it because I don't li- like to... I don't like to make other people feel left out. So I will hide parts of my life. It doesn't make any sense. And I know I need to talk to a therapist about this. So today you are my okay, therapist. But that's Lauren. why you're here. And I think yeah. there's could be going to be people listening to that who can relate to what I just said. And then there's other people going to be listening going, no, I do exactly what Serena does. I have a good friend who, who would be similar to you. She's like, no, the fact that I'm a mother shouldn't impact the rest of my life. Exactly. And I, I suppose I've I've always been scared of losing a sense of self. Okay. So I think, but in doing that, I think I've missed out on a lot as well. So like when um, I think about my firstborn and, you know, she was only two weeks old and I was out there going to stuff, like going to the family meals and going at four months old. Um, I was feeding, but I left her at home and I went and I went out with my mates for the weekend because I didn't want them to think I couldn't do it anymore. And I, none of them were pregnant at the time. And yeah, now look, I, I, I just wonder, I was thinking about this today as well. I wonder, had I had my kid in Australia, would it be different? Okay. So I started off with a bit of a... Um, barrier anyway because like I didn't have my family here. Brian's family are amazing, but there's there's nothing like your own. So Absolutely. I just I just wonder did I build this wall from the very beginning because I didn't have my own here? Okay, if that makes That's sense. That's interesting. And also, do you think that your age depends on it? Because I had this conversation with someone recently, and I had. Rocky at 35, my first, well, he's my only, like, yeah. and, and I felt I was so ready. I was so able for it. I still do. And I feel like I'm not missing out on anything. Like yeah. during the summer, I was away uh, down West for a few days with really, really good uh, family friends. And there was a barbecue and there was a sing song and, you know, he needed to go to bed and everyone was trying to accommodate me and, you know, make it suitable for him to stay so I could stay and have a few drinks. And I was like, no, no, like he needs to go to bed. He's already out of his own um, his own space. So I'm yeah. going to bring him, settle him. Don't worry about it. You guys have a great night. Like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. And some of my friends were like, oh, no, but we feel like we feel so bad that you have to leave. And I was like, don't. Like, I don't feel like, yes, there are things that I haven't been able to attend. There are occasions that I have missed since becoming a mum, but I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. And I think that's an age thing as well. I don't know, because we were the same age. Really? Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think um, I, I still went to all the stuff. I oh, I think of my 
my firstborn again, I think the first wedding we went to in Greece, um, it was my cousin's wedding. She would have been two and a half the first time and she would have been about four and a half the second wedding we went to. And she was there till three o'clock in the morning with us. Um, she was up till about one singing and dancing and stuff. And then we just put her in her, in her pram and she slept and um, she was happy enough. And I, I suppose she's always been involved in stuff. We don't have much of a routine. Maybe that's why my kids aren't great sleepers. But, yeah, I don't know. I know, yeah. But, you know, like, down west for that weekend, like, had that worked, like, sometimes he would go into the buggy and sleep and I'd yeah. be able to stay and, like, you know, have a drink or, or have the chats for another half an hour or an hour. Had that worked, I wasn't against the idea of doing that, but I was trying to explain to my friends, I was like, look, with a toddler, yeah. sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't, don't feel like, don't feel bad for me. Yeah. I'm okay You're with, happy. I'm okay with yeah. being a mum. And I suppose that's something, going back to my earlier point about relationships changing, is that I think for some friends or, or some family members, they I have felt that people have been disappointed that maybe I haven't cared enough that I've missed things, you know? As, and it, like you were saying, like, you know, like when your baby is so young, that's your focus. And amazing, like props to you that you were able to go to certain things. But I don't think it's props to me because when I look back, sometimes I think like I see my mates here now who are having babies and I just go, wow, they're at home on their own with their partner, just enjoying the month, not rushing off. I remember like um, my youngest, who is now four, he was 10 days old. And there was an East, remember those Easter egg hunts that they used to do at Merrion Square? Yeah. And everyone was going to that. And I went, oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. And it was just assumed that I'd go. And I went, yeah. okay, I'm coming. And do you think that was more you putting pressure on yourself or other people in your life, like friends and family putting pressure on you? No, it go? always comes down to me because I think I could make the decision. But do you know when sometimes you just, you just go along with it because... That's totally. What, yeah. And so, we all do it. Yeah. So you're not you're not second guessing, you're not asking any questions and you're just doing it. And it's now went because I suppose I didn't see anybody else doing it. I thought that that was the norm that yeah. you just went and did it. But that is crazy. A 10, 10 day old. We were out and like in a field with all these people hunting for Easter eggs. And I'd just given birth and it wasn't his birth wasn't the easiest birth mm -hmm. either. But yeah, I don't know. And yeah, maybe that could come from. I don't know, the expectation of others, I don't want to disappoint. Yeah. Um, and if they could do it, like, you know, there were a couple there with kids as well. Like, if they can do it, why can't I do it? So you just you just do it. Listen, and that is, like, being a parent 101 is sometimes you feel the expectation. And I suppose what I've come to a place to understand about myself this year is it's okay to disappoint. Yeah. It's okay to not be at something. It's okay to not show up. And look, this is me saying this today. Next week, I could be completely wrapped up in a ball, stressing out about missing something else. Yeah. But when we were talking about this episode, and it is something that I feel not a lot of people talk about, and it's so interesting that we have completely different experiences of it, because as I said, I think people will relate to either end of it, or somewhere in the middle even, yeah. is that... It's it's okay, whatever your experience is, but it is part of the experience that nobody really tells you about is that obviously, you know, and this is something actually Sarah Doyle mentioned in her talk the other night, is we're comparing ourselves to a person before having children, before our birth experience, before that pregnancy, before 
we were born as these mothers or parents because I don't want to exclude the dads on this everything has changed but yet we still put the same level of expectation on ourselves that we did before this child and it did it took me I think I think it was about maybe eight or nine months before it hit me listen you don't have to go yeah and you don't have to show up and you don't the only person you have to show up for right now is you and this baby and maybe some people in your life aren't as supportive of that that's okay that that is okay it's very hard at the time yeah and that's i suppose what came around for me was that people the people i least expected to understand that were really really supportive you know and i i did there was times um throughout the year where i was like god like how do i you know, navigate this now. And and the, someone who I would have thought pre-baby would be very judgmental or very like, sure, what's the problem? We're like, oh no, I get it. Like, no, no worries at all. I've been there. And yet then people and family who I, I thought I wouldn't have a, a, an issue explaining it to or trying to explain. And again, ex- trying to, why are you trying to explain yourself? Yeah. But anyway, it just, it's just interesting how your relationships change. How have you found that though? Like, especially... Your mates who were your closest mates or even the mates that you used to do everything with and all of a sudden, this is an important part of your life that is happening to you right now. They're not there with you. It's, I mean, I I suppose it goes hand in hand with getting older is that everyone's on their own path and everyone, like you're, a lot of your, your closest mates and I know obviously it's different for you not being at home in Melbourne, like your closest mates are your school friends but they're not here. Yeah. We all have like our, our very core group of friends that maybe we grew up with or we went to school with and everyone is so different that if you met nowadays, you might not have as much in common with, but obviously there's loyalties there and there's memories and there's things. And I do feel that as you get older, everyone's on their own path and you're kind of all going off in different directions. And for some of us, that's having kids. For others, it's not. Two of my most solid friendships are with two of my oldest friends, one from school and one from college, and neither of them have kids. But they're still a but big they're part still, of your life. They, they, they get it. And I think they're the kind of friendships that everything we've um, been through as friends over the years, we haven't always necessarily been in the same country or on the same path or, you know, on, on the same life trajectory, but we've always gotten each other and there's always been that kind of love there. Whereas you can have friendships with other people who do have kids, but you're doing it so differently. And you just can't relate anymore. And you maybe, I also think there's this level of expectation amongst us to gravitate towards people just because they have kids. And see, that I can't do. Yeah. Right. And I, I remember um, I remember talking to a few people before I became a parent. And my whole thing was, how do you deal with the fact that when your kids make friends, <laughs> you're expected to be friends with the kids' parents? Yeah. And like when the only thing you have in common are the kids. Like that was always like even before a kid. Yeah, allergic. And then I had yeah, and then I had the kid and I just went, I just don't want to be someone's friend because we'd babies at yeah, the same time. Yeah. But but I do understand the importance of knowing the parents of the kids that your kids are hanging out with. I think that's very important. Yeah. But you don't have to be best friends. No. And I, I think I think I suppose because I'm not at that school going age, just crash age. So they don't. But even at crash, like as soon as it's nice to say hi. Yeah, as soon as he turns about three and four, because what I found with my kids was, you know, there were party invitations. I was like, he's three, he's not going to a party, or she's not going to a party. Our parties didn't start till five. I figured once they got to school, that's when they could go to parties and stuff. Okay, but like at crash, that will start to happen at about the age of three. Oh. 
And look, <laughs> I, like from what I've, I've seen or, or, or spoken to some of the other crash parents, they're lovely. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I suppose it's like any of these kind of things in life. It's like, I have my friends. Yeah. I have the people in my life. And like I said, I, I, it's been so lovely to see a few friendships that maybe we had drifted a bit because they had kids and I didn't. And now it's like, oh, do you want to meet for a coffee date? Sure, we'll bring the kids to the playground. And yeah. you're barely even managing to talk, but it's just nice to kind of check in and, you know, it, it's supportive. You feel supported. And like I said, you know, it, it's great hanging out with people who don't have kids as well. I'm not flying the flag of like, people who don't have kids don't understand. Because people who, who don't have kids, some of them do understand, but some of them don't. And some of them give the best advice. Two of my best mates in Australia. Um, sometimes I used to turn to them at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, call them, go, what do I do? And because they've had nieces and nephews around them, they, they gave me mm-hmm. the best advice. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Has your relationship with yourself changed since becoming a parent? Um. It, yeah, I probably question myself a lot more. I'm still trying to, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, but I think I'm still trying to figure out what it is to be a parent and what that means And who you to are me. as one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, I sort of know who Serena is. And I think I'm so into this not losing Serena that I'm ignoring that. And, and it's not to say I don't love being a mum. I love being a mum to my two kids. Like, don't get me wrong, they do my head in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's normal because people do your head in. But I love them and I wouldn't change it for the world. But I think, yeah, I... I do you kind of feel like you're two Serenas? feel that I'm the same Serena, if that makes sense. But I sometimes I just question, is that Serena really the Serena that should be the mum Serena? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, of course. What about yourself? Yeah, I think I'm a lot kinder to myself. I'm probably, yeah, no, I'm probably harsher. I think, oh, look, yeah, I have my moments where I'm like, oh, but I, I feel like it's the first time in my life that I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing. That's amazing, Lauren. Yeah. 20 months I don't, in. I don't that, sound amazing. that sure as I say <laughs> it out loud, but I do. I have this quiet confidence in it mm-hmm. that I'm like, you know, you're like, stick to your guns. Yeah. You know, um, like you you are doing okay. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. And I like, don't get me wrong, I have my moments of doubt and I question things. But in terms of everything else going on, I feel like, and it's interesting you say your sense of self because... And I know for everyone it's different and particularly women, you know, you are you at the, at the core of it. And I love coming in and recording this. I love, you know, being on air and and and, and doing radio work on the side. And someone said to me, actually, a, a mutual friend of ours said to me, I was on air recently and she was like, you know, that's where you belong. And, and I love it. And yes, there is a, a part of me that loves being on air, but I don't feel like that that's where I belong. I feel like, no, where I belong is what I'm doing right now. And that might change. Like for years it was on radio. Right now it's being a mum and working in the family business and everything in my life revolves around my child. And I'm I'm very okay with that. And I think I mentioned that in an earlier episode in the last season is that it's okay to have everything revolve around your kids. I think so often we put this pressure on ourselves to still tick all the other boxes and fulfil all the other expectations. It's still, it's totally okay if you want to just stay at home with your kid yep. 
and 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 just be mum. That's bloody hard. Just be mum is a lot. Yeah. You know, and so at the moment, that's where I kind of feel. I, I feel like this is what you're doing right now and that's okay. Down the line, other things might come back around again, like relationships, yeah. like work situations. I don't know. I feel like things pan out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting hearing you say that because I think I've probably put a lot more pressure on myself to do well um, outside of being a mum because I want both my daughter and my son Absolutely. to see that um, you can still be you. But then I really do think that I am probably missing some stuff. So I never thought I'd say this because the pandemic has been bloody tough on all of us for different reasons. But the good thing to come out of it was... I suppose I was allowed to be a mum and not society. I allowed myself. You allowed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I allowed myself to do the work thing. And because I wasn't rushing everywhere, because I did close the door and go, mum's going to work. I have to do an interview right now. I'm off to America now, kids. Just stay outside. I'll be back in an hour. You know, and it just allowed me to enjoy stuff that I was going, no, no, I don't need this. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But yeah, like even the this morning before we came in here, I walked the kids. Now, my husband and I are taking in turns to do drop off and pick up. And I walked them in. And I've never, like, my daughter's in fourth class. My son's in junior infants. I'd never done that before because we always drop them to before school care. And it's not the meeting up. Like, you don't, if you don't do that, you don't miss out on anything because you're not seeing teachers. You're not really hanging out with yeah, other yeah, parents. Yeah. But it was that fun we're having on the walk, those incidental conversations we're having, this, this, Thing that I'm involved in now, like I'm just. Does it make any sense? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's but what I really nice. like is that you've said you've allowed yourself yeah. to do that, and that's what it is. It's not for me. My shackles aren't society. I know that my shackles are me, mm-hmm. and I need to break that. Like, why do I have this issue of being known as being the mum? There's mm-hmm. not like it's one of my proudest roles, one of my toughest roles. But why do I have an issue saying that? Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like you do anymore, though. No, I no. I'm starting to come out of it, and I I suppose because I am so proud of those two little ones, yeah, and everything that they've gone through at the moment and stuff. And you know, like we're talking about the fact that relationships do change when you do become a mum, and you've spoken about losing some friends, but also gaining some new ones. And I think for me, maybe the reason why it hasn't happened as much is because I find that I'm in a constant state of change anyway. Like my life isn't the life I thought I'd be leading or I'm not where, you know, when you get to go out and you meet up with people, you have shared experiences, shared memories. I don't have any of that stuff because all my shared stuff is back home. Yeah. So I just wonder, is that why my outlook on mum and relationships is totally different as well? And do you think a part of where you feel you're coming to now is you maybe you're accepting, okay, this isn't maybe the life I thought I'd be living, but it is the life I'm living. And you're kind of coming around to that a bit. And I suppose you can see them settled in school with their pals. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's that. I think it's where we're finally starting to put down some roots as well, you know, looking right. for the family home. And yeah, so yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I listen, who knows? We'll have a listen back. <laughs> it's been therapeutic though. It has, but, but before we go... um. Tell me what you miss most about those friends you've lost, but also what you're thankful for. I'm very reluctant to say I've lost friends. I just feel that friendships have changed. Yeah. You know, and that I, I, you know, 
things just I always find things have a way of coming back around and if they don't that's okay are you disappointed or upset that some people um don't get what you're going through or no. haven't stood by you or no because I don't feel it's that I just okay. feel that th- that some relationships in my life have changed some have become more enjoyable yeah you know there's there's friends in my life that I didn't have as much in common with and now that we're in a similar part of our lives it's actually it's it's great it's it's cool to bounce off them no because everyone is kind of going through their own thing so I wouldn't say like oh you know so-and-so hasn't stuck by me because maybe I haven't stuck by them. We're yeah. just on different paths and I suppose it's the accepting that, you know, and that's okay. I don't expect people to put themselves in my shoes because they don't have to. And I yeah. don't, I don't, what I suppose is interesting, I don't expect, I don't try and put myself in other people's shoes anymore either. I'm like, you're doing you, I'll do me. Light and love to all. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just... And do your own thing. And I think, I, you know, that's okay. It is, it is okay that people are, are doing different things. I suppose with family, sometimes there can be more friction because obviously you're around your family a bit more. How have you found that? Yeah, good. My, like my brother and his wife are expecting and that's been really exciting. Did I not tell you that? Congratulations. Yeah. Oh my God, when are they due? Uh, in November. You're about to become an auntie. Yeah, so I'm so excited about that. So how has that changed things? It's just made it very, very exciting. And yeah, yeah like it's it's going to be this, you know, really lovely link, you know, that and our little boy will be too. They'll have a, a new little one and it will, it will. I like even going out with them, like we went out for dinner in the last few weeks and, you know, we would our son with us. And of course, like he's standing in the high chair. Excuse me, he is. shouting and roaring. And I was like, guys, I'm really sorry. Like, we're not even getting to catch up. But they were enjoying it so much because they know that that's what they're in for and they're so excited to become parents. And we're so excited for them. So that's been brilliant because I did feel, you know, with your siblings, like you're so honest with each other. Myself and my brother have a great relationship. But there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm almost... Like, oh, sorry, I, you know, I've got to go or I've got to get off the phone. There, there have been times where, yeah. like, I, I can't give my all to to a catch-up. And I suppose I'm excited now for the next stage of that relationship because they'll be in the same... And do you think it'll change? Because it's really interesting. He's your older brother. Yeah. You're the younger sister. But is do you feel that dynamic changing? Because he's, like, where you may have gone to him in the past for advice, he's now coming to you going, Lauren, help. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, kind of. I feel that, yeah, because I've gone through it. And it was actually interesting because we got married within a year of each other and I got married first. So when he was going through all his wedding drama, I could be like, I've been there, listen. Like, <laughs> don't, it'll, it'll all be over in a couple of weeks, you know, kind of thing, because weddings are a nightmare. And I, I feel like, yeah, with, with having the baby... I'm also cautious, though, not to overstep. I felt my sister-in-law, so my husband's sister, was a great support to me when I was pregnant and a new mum, and she still is. But she's she's always been so aware not to overstep. And she was actually, like, she brought me for lunch not long before I gave birth, and I think I mentioned her on another podcast. Just the advice she gave me was what I carried with me through my birth experience. But I've always been so grateful to her that she doesn't kind of, you know, allow her own experience to influence my experience. So I'm like that now with my brother's wife. I'm like, listen, this is going to roll the way it rolls for you. And whatever happens, it's going to be amazing. 
you're going to be amazing. I'm here if you need me. More, but with my brother now, I'd be like, "Now this will happen, and this will happen, and this <laughs> kind of thing." I'm in his ear, yeah. but I'm conscious of my sister-in-law to back off a bit. She doesn't need to hear the ins yeah. and outs of my experience unless she wants to. Yeah, and th- I think that's that's the best piece of advice here. That with advice, don't be offering the advice unless someone comes up to you and says. How did you handle this? Literally, how many stitches did you have? Exactly. Th- then, yes. yeah, you don't need to tell them. No, no. And <laughs> and just because you've told them, if they don't take your advice, don't be following up going, why didn't you? Because yeah. their experience is completely different. Across to the board. Experience. I think we can, um, you know, that's true of everything we've spoken about today. Yeah. Is that everyone's experience is different. And that's okay. Exactly. And when it comes to friends as well, I always love that that saying, and I'm going to get it wrong. I love it so much that I get it wrong all the time. You either Friends are either here for a season or reason or life. And that's not how it goes, but that's basically, you yeah. know. And, and that's okay. People will come in and out of your life and that's okay. And yeah, and we're all doing fine. We're all doing But okay. you need to find your tribe. Yeah. And I have been amazed as much as, you know, with mama's groups and things like that, you don't want to just hang out with people because they have kids as well but I have been I've really surprised myself some of the women that have come into my life have become my tribe and are my go-to now so would you would you recommend that because I don't again I don't know sometimes I think I'm my own worst enemy I was averse to anything I was too mothers I was allergic mothers club and so I have never been to anything that has anything to do with the word mum have I done myself a disservice? No, you haven't. Because I think we all feel a little allergic to that. It's that pressure. And especially in the early days where you're just trying to keep your head above water. You know, you're sleep deprived. You don't have the energy to the nice, for the niceties and things like that. But it is amazing how just organically that tribe forms around you and you find yourself you know, with those go-tos. And as you said, for you, two of your best friends in Australia, you would ring in the middle of the night. They're your tribe. Yeah, the yeah. fact that they don't have kids has nothing to do with it. I do. I think you you gravitate towards... And another thing is you have less time. You're less tolerant. You've less patience. You know, you find the people who you can be honest with, who are honest with you. There's no bull. Yeah. There's no messing around. And, and that that's your tribe. So whoever that is for you, maybe it is the girls in baby yoga. Maybe it is the empowered mamas in, in, the, in the gym class. Maybe it is someone on the end of the phone on the other side of the world. Whoever it is that gets you and is there for you at this time, that you hold on to them. Yeah, you're right. Just And don't do it alone. And also, I think we get so wrapped up in, but they're not here, they're not here, they're not here. Forget about that. FaceTime. And yeah, and but even like the people who aren't there for you anymore, that's okay. Look at the people who let's not think about what we don't have. Yeah. Look at what you do have. Totally. It's so good being back. Good to be back. Good to be back. This season of Nobody Told Me is brought to you by Supervalue Home Delivery. Get your lunchbox filler sorted with Supervalue Online Shopping. Nobody Told Me. The Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. With Supervalue Home Delivery. Get your lunchbox filler sorted with Supervalue Online Shopping.